With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah! Woo! Thank you, baby! Gives to Sproles, angling left, has got room, it. 15, 10, 5, jackpot, he got it, he got it, he got it. The play should have been ruled a fumble. Ha ha Touchdown Antonio Gates. 112 career touchdown catches, that's the most by an NFL tight end all time. I would have hoped that if people would have figured it out, I'd just like to play football. This is Score More with Garrett Sisto. We are back to score more podcasts. What's going on, everybody? How are all the score morons out there? Sorry I missed you last week. Boy's a little busy, so it's going to be a little bit harder to get these podcasts out as frequently as I'd like. So when you get them, be thankful. But I'll try to get them out each week if I can. If not, I apologize. Only can do what I can. So today we've got the Dolphins on deck. The 0-3 Dolphins. Chargers are 1-2. Melvin Gordon's supposed to report today. Today is Thursday. So we might see Melvin Gordon out there, not this week, but at least soon. See him out there as in the practice field. Offense changes a little bit with Melvin Gordon, obviously. It improves. And the struggle to get short yardage, which hasn't been that big of a problem the first two games, but was an issue against the Texans when they handed it off to Derek Watt on a short yardage situation. And he didn't get it, but through the first two games, Derek Watt got every first down on the short yardage carry. So wasn't that big of an issue, but if you look at those short yardage situations on the goal line, 
with Eckler fumbling and Derek Watt not getting it last week against the Texans. I guess you can make a case for that. But regardless, Melvin Gordon makes this a better team in the run game. And Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson will still get theirs, but it just seemed like they were just starting to scratch the surface with how good Eckler and Jackson could be as the one-two punch. But Gordon won't be out there. It's a short week for him anyway. He's reporting on a Thursday, games on Sunday. He's not going to be out there. And even if he was out there, which isn't going to happen because he hasn't had any NFL workout yet, he hasn't been able to get those legs fresh, hasn't been hit yet, hasn't worked with the team yet. So, I mean, at the very least, if he were to get out there, he'd be on a very, very, very scaled-back, minimal touches game plan for Gordon. So he's going to be a non-factor this Sunday, and it won't really matter. Let's go over the injury report, and then we'll do a short little rundown of the Dolphins because this will be pretty quick. Uh, For the Chargers, Michael Badgley, the kicker, again, did not participate. He was close to going last week against the Texans, but uh, still not going as of Wednesday. It looks like it might be Ty Long again, but probably a game-time decision for Michael Badgley. Travis Benjamin, who hurt his hip, and uh, I was about to say the phantom injury in the end zone, which hurt more of his ego than his actual hip, but I don't want to uh, go against Benjamin. I'm sure he actually hurt something, and I, I, don't, I don't think he's faking an injury, but he did not participate on Wednesday, but he obviously should have caught that ball in the end zone and uh, coincidentally went up lame right after it. Uh, Virgil Green did not participate. Casey Hayward did not participate uh, with a back injury. Hunter Henry, again, still not out there. He won't be there on Sunday. Mike Williams did not participate. Michael Davis, limited with his hamstring injury going the right direction. They definitely need him out there over Brandon Faison. And Denzel Perryman was a full go on Wednesday, so he should be good to go this Sunday. Uh, In terms of the guys that did not make it, Badgley probably a game-time decision, but Hayward, Williams probably going to be good to go on Sunday. In terms of Travis Benjamin, which just popped up, Virgil Green, which just popped up, Hunter Henry won't go, but we'll see with Benjamin and Green going forward. For the Dolphins, it's a pretty long list. Their wide receiver, Alan Hearns, is out with a concussion, may not go on Sunday. The safety, Bobby McCain, did not participate with a hamstring and shoulder injury, so a double hitter there for McCain. Wiltz, their cornerback, Jamal Wiltz, did not participate with a groin injury. James Crawford, Jesse Davis, the tackle guard, Trent Davis, their linebacker, Rashad Jones, their safety, and Albert Wilson, their wide receiver, were all limited. Full goes. Josh Rosen was dinged up on his right elbow. He was good to go on Wednesday. He should be fine for Sunday. Chris Lammons, the cornerback, was a full go, and so was Charles Davis, the defensive end, with his wrist injury. He's good to go. Now, moving on to the breakdown. So this is a team that's bad, right? I mean, this is a tank for two situation. Everybody's talking about how they're tanking for a quarterback and just a terrible situation for Josh Rosen again. Buried on the depth chart for the Cardinals. They draft Kyler Murray, never got a shot there in Arizona. Now he's behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. Luckily, he got benched last week. Here comes Rosen, and it seems like they've got more of a chance now. Uh, he didn't look too bad. There were a lot of bad things that happened to him. A lot of drops, sacks, some bad penalties. So it's not all on Rosen, but uh, at least Rosen gives the Dolphins more of a chance than they did with Fitzpatrick. So uh, good luck for Rosen so far in the first game, and he'll be able to finish out this year and see what he really has. So in terms of Josh Rosen, he doesn't have a ton of help. He's under pressure a lot, 
and he's made a few good decisions, a couple bad decisions. So uh, much like the makings of a rookie quarterback, you're going to get a lot of hot and cold with Josh Rosen on Sunday. On the ground, it's Kenyon Drake and Kalen Ballage, uh, none of which doing very good this year. The Dolphins do not have a rushing touchdown so far through three games. Kenyon Drake is averaging 3.1 yards on the ground, and Kalen Ballage is averaging 1.3 yards on the ground. This is a terrible, terrible rushing game. Not good at all. The receiving core has a duo of Preston Williams and Devontae Parker. Williams has the only touchdown from this offense. They have no rushing touchdowns. They have one receiving touchdown, uh, which didn't actually come from Josh Rosen last week. Uh, They had no touchdowns last week. It was from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Preston Williams has 155 yards on the year. Devontae Parker, 131. They both are averaging about 20 targets through these three games. So you're looking at about six to seven targets a game for both Williams and Parker. And to be honest, neither of them are really catching the ball. They've got 23 targets for Williams, only 11 receptions, 20 targets for Parker, and only six receptions. So this is a team that's plagued by a lot of drops. And as we saw last week, Casey Hayward is again shadowing the number one wide receiver. So you probably will see him on Devontae Parker or Preston Williams. Hayward shadowed DeAndre Hopkins last week. He shadowed him on 75% of the routes in week three. He had zero catches on one target when Hayward is in coverage. That's according to Jeff Ratcliffe. So Hayward, again, like last year, is starting to to lock down those number one wide receivers. And to be honest with you, I don't know if they even have a number one wide receiver. By default, it's Devontae Parker, but it doesn't matter. Neither of them are very good. They won't be a number one wide receiver on any other team in the NFL. Mike Gusecki is the tight end. He was drafted two years ago. A lot of people were high on Gusecki. He hasn't caught a touchdown three straight games. He's only had six catches for 51 yards this year. Uh, not a big receiving weapon. Of course, the Chargers got torched by tight ends last week against the Texans. This week doesn't look to be an issue, though who would have thought they would have got burned so often last week. But again, Gusecki, not a huge receiving weapon, and uh, they don't have a lot going on this offense. In terms of the offensive line, They've got an offensive line that is as bad as it gets. Much worse than the Chargers, if you could possibly imagine. Left tackle Jesse Davis is by far their best player. The rookie Michael Dieter is by far their worst player at left guard. So next to each other, Jesse Davis and Michael Dieter. At center, Daniel Kilgore doesn't get much worse than that. You've got Jamarcus Webb on the edge. And then inside at right guard is Shaq Calhoun. This is an offensive line that's given up 13 sacks through three games. They're averaging just over four a game. And if this is a game that you want to have a bounce back from the interior guys like Justin Jones and Jerry Tillery, this is definitely the game to do it. The interior offensive line is awful. Melvin Gordon, Joey Bosa have played well, but haven't really racked up the sack numbers that everybody had expected. This is the game to get off the schneid for those two. Ingram, Bosa could definitely have their way with this offensive line. Thought the same thing last week. But last week, Deshaun Watson had the most time to operate throughout his whole career. He was pressured on less percentage of dropbacks in any game throughout his whole entire career. And he's had some really bad offensive lines. And that line isn't very good. And they had some injuries across that line too. So the fact that the Texans were able to get the job done last week is not encouraging but this is definitely a bounce-back week for the Chargers against this offense. This is very bad. Uh, I wish there was more to talk about here, but there just isn't. This isn't a good team. This is a team that wants to tank. This is a team that isn't going for anything 
But I will say they did throw out some unique looks last week. They are a team that are playing for absolutely nothing. And though they're not very good, that could be dangerous. They ran some flea flickers. They had some creative screens going. You know, they're not really playing for anything, so it seems like they're just kind of letting loose. And sometimes those teams can beat you. And so uh, definitely not a, a team you can overlook. I don't think you could do that on any week. But this is just a bad team and a team that could go down as one of the worst teams in NFL history, according to a lot of people. So let's go ahead and move on to this defense. And this is a defense that is giving up a ton of points, too. So it doesn't get much better, though I think their defense is better than their offense, if that is any consolation. They're giving up 44 points a game. Uh, This is a defense that has some good young core units to it. And we'll talk about a couple of those. The ends, John Jenkins and Christian Wilkins. Of course, you know that name, Christian Wilkins, because he was a target for the Chargers at 28 last draft. Didn't fall to them, of course. They ended up going with Jerry Tillery, but a popular name during the draft process. Had his best game last week against the Cowboys. Had a lot of good run stops, him and Jenkins did. But to be quite honest, the Cowboys just ran right over him, and the Chargers can probably do the same. Um, this is a game that the offensive line, obviously another bounce-back opportunity here for the Chargers offensive line who have struggled through three games some up and down some good play Schofield was pretty good against the Texans you saw Dan Feeney do pretty good against the Colts but for the most part a uh, pretty down for across the board through all five guys of the Chargers offensive line and they're not going up against a lot of strong bulldozing defensive linemen like they have this week they get Christian Wilkins and John Jenkins who have done okay so far but but definitely should take care of business their linebackers are probably one of the strongest groups on this Miami defense. Raquan McMillan, Jerome Baker, tackling machines. Vince Beagle, Charles Harris can also contribute. On the edges, uh, some pretty good corners, at least one of them. Xavier Howard, who got a big-time contract recently from the Dolphins, one of the better corners in the league and very, very underrated. So, Probably going to be matched up a lot with Keenan Allen. That's going to be a matchup to watch. At least this is going to be one of the more fun, competitive matchups to watch on the outside. Xavier Howard has really good closing speed, uh, can play physical, and is a very good coverage corner. So a guy that's going to have, who's going to have his day full with Keenan Allen. So Xavier Howard, Keenan Allen, good matchup. On the other side, it's going to be Eric Rowe, uh, the expatriate. Didn't quite work out there in New England, but uh, on the other side, it's going to be Eric Rowe. And it'll be it'll probably be a lot of Mike Williams, Eric Rowe, and Xavier Howard, and Keenan Allen on the back end. No Minka Fitzpatrick. He got traded to the Steelers, so it's now Rashad Jones and Bobby McCain. Bobby McCain leads the team in interceptions with one. He's the only person on the Miami Dolphins with an interception with one. So he's not only the team leader; he's the only leader because he's the only guy with one interception. In terms of a pass rush, there isn't much there. They probably just added their best pass rusher off the edge in Taco Charlton, who's recently waived by the Cowboys. He had a sack in his lone game of work in a Miami Dolphins uniform. John Jenkins, the defensive tackle I talked about a little bit earlier, he has one sack. He's probably the disruptor in the middle, the defensive tackle. He's got a one and a half tackles for a loss. Uh, the guy who gets the most penetration on that offense, on that defensive line. They have four sacks on the year through three games, so they're averaging a little more than one sack a game, but there aren't a lot of pass rushers, if any at all. Taco Charlton was cut for a reason. Uh, there was a reason why I had him so low 
coming out of college. I was not a fan of his. I know a lot of people were high on his athleticism, but uh, not a great football player. But he's got a sack so far. Maybe he can turn around in a different uniform. So there isn't much else to go over here because this team isn't very good. Uh, special teams aren't good. Defense isn't good. Offense isn't good. So that's why this thing's going to be pretty quick. And I apologize for that because I'd like to break down this more and give you a little bit more than I have. But there isn't a lot to go off of here. This is a very bad team. This is a team that should be used as a bounce-back opportunity. This should be a game where Anthony Lynn starts to mix and match a lot more players, get Nasir Adderley some game-time experience, get Force Lamp some big-time experience. I mean, this is a team that's giving up 44 points a game. Once the Chargers hit 30, 35, why not get a lot of these guys some snaps? Why not get Jerry Tillery more consistent snaps? Why not get Nasir Adderley? Why not try Rayshon Jenkins at strong safety? You know, Why not try him out there and get him that opportunity? Why not run Drew Tranquil out there? Why not get some more snaps for Kaiser White? I think this is a game where you can really mix and match and get some players some opportunities, some NFL game experience when you're up big. So I'd like to see a lot of that this week. I don't think this is all that close. I think the Chargers win. I haven't been able to do a lot of predictions this year, but so far, so good, I think. Did I have them winning against the Colts? Oh, I didn't do a podcast here. I did it with another uh, Colts podcast. Yeah, so anyway, for the two that I've done for Score More, which was the first game and this game here, I've got the Chargers winning, uh, and I got them winning big. So that does it for me, man. I appreciate you guys listening to this shortened podcast. I'm at Garrett on Twitter. Follow the account at Score More Pod, and let's just hope Chargers score more on Sunday. <laughs>